Hello, and welcome to The Creatives Project, where we talk about all things photography, as well as art and design, travel, and just life. Let's jump in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Creatives Project with another guest episode. We've switched to bi-weekly episode drops, so now look out for episodes coming out every other week. Today's guest on the pod is my friend Bolu, who is a street photographer in the city. We actually met on a night out and he was with a bunch of his friends all carrying around sick cameras, so obviously we had to talk about photography and get some photos. Fast forward a few photo walks and good combos later, it's been a few months and I was really able to follow along Bolu's work in New York and his creative journey. He describes himself as a digital and film photographer who focuses on documentary and portraiture, and I'm so excited for him to be on the podcast today and share a little bit more about his artistic process and what street photography is for his own work and for people who want to learn more about shooting street. For me, I've always been super intimidated by street, so it was really cool to learn more about it and how beginners can start shooting in this type of photography practice. So let's dive into this episode. Today, I have Bolu with me, a good friend who I met a couple of months ago, and he's a street photographer here in New York. So I'll let him introduce himself and talk a little bit about his work. Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Bolu. I am 24. Um, been shooting for around like six years or so now, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be on and uh, talk about some photography. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. So first, I just want to talk about your origin story in photography. Can you take us back to how you got started? What first inspired you to pick up a camera? Yeah, um... So when I was younger, I was always really like interested in cameras. Um, I remember getting like a bunch of disposables, you know, for family trips or like um, just going on events. And um, I don't know, every year I would ask for a camera. And I think like finally my mom got me one um, going into college. And um, from there, I just kind of found a love for it and a passion. And yeah, just been shooting ever since then. That's amazing. Did you start with film then and then go into digital or? Um, So I started on digital with the Canon T6. Uh, It's a crop sensor um, DSLR camera. Um, And that was my main camera for like three, four years. That was me with the Canon T3i. Yeah, those are great cameras. Um, (laughs) Agreed. Great entry level cameras, got great auto features. I was, um, yeah, really, 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 really um, excited about that camera when I got it and shooting with it, that, that taught me a little bit of everything. Um, and from there, I kind of like jumped around and now I have too many cameras. So, <laughs> yeah. Did you start with digital for a couple of years then? And then when you moved here, did you get into film or how did your film journey start? Because when I met you, I think you're only shooting film the first couple of times that we met. Yeah. Um, can't even imagine you shooting digital. Yeah. <laughs> um, funny enough, I still do shoot digital. Um, I kind of shoot a little bit hybrid, but um, um, I started off with digital and then ended up getting a f- my grandfather's uh, Canon, Canon AE-1, and um, that's where my film journey kind of started. And it was kind of like my 
maybe like end of sophomore year, early junior year that I was like starting to shoot film. And, you know, I was really blessed to find um, friends that on campus were also experimenting and shooting film. Um, and yeah, shout out to Ethan um, for showing me. He was uh, one of the first people that I uh, was shooting film with and he was showing me a lot of uh, the process. And I was watching a lot of YouTube videos at the time. Willem Verbeek, um, Matt Day, Joe Greer, like all these guys that were shooting film and still doing great YouTube work. So, yeah, that's kind of where it came from. Amazing. Yeah. Shout out, Ethan. Shout out, Ethan. <laughs> Shout out, Ethan. So when you first moved to New York, how did your photography journey blossom, I guess? Can you walk me through, like, did you first start shooting street when you came here or did you start with street and what kind of things do you shoot now in comparison to like paid work and street? Yeah, um, so I started off more so taking pictures of friends and family. And then like um, it got to a point where people were like, oh, well, what do you charge? And then started a business um, doing more like client work, weddings, events and all of this sort. And um, actually street photography for me is like kind of a recent development. So I started maybe like a year ago doing street. And one of the reasons why I started really was because, you know, I felt like for a long time, you know, cause I, I started shooting or doing more business um, during the pandemic. And um, I think it got to a point for me where I was shooting, I think solely for money. And um, it was like very artistically, void for me for a while so um, I picked up street because um, I had uh, gotten a job um, in Manhattan um, working at this private equity fund and I was like okay like during my lunch breaks I would like walk around but I just wasn't bringing my camera and one day I saw this dude walking down 42nd street with a halo mask on like perfectly in the middle of like this huge crowd of people and um, it was just like damn I don't have a camera <laughs> Um, so from there, I just was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to just, you know, even if I don't shoot every day, like, let me just bring my camera with me. And it started from there, really. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, I feel like it's those moments where you don't have a camera on you and you're like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was really disheartening. I was like, damn. <laughs> the one day. Yeah, <laughs> like, learn your lesson, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So now with your street work, uh, would you be able to talk about like from that year ago, how has your work developed throughout the year yeah. and what lessons have you learned? I think, uh, I mean, when I first started, you know, I think there's always this like slight apprehension to shoot because you're like kind of scared of like, how are people going to respond to me? And like, if I put the camera in front of somebody's face, am I going to get a sucker punch? You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's, there's a certain fear that I think... Uh, over time has kind of broken down as I've gotten more confident in my skills and um, also just being able to empathize and have conversations with people. Um, I think one of the things that's been really good for me is just like, you know, um, having those conversations and those moments with people that are just genuinely through the camera. Um, I think um, one of the things I've been trying to get better at as well is just like, you know, just radiating a certain type of energy because I think in the streets it's it's a lot less technical and it's more about feeling and awareness and like being aware of others um, and I think that's been really good for me now like getting my confidence up and 
Um, yeah, just being able to take shots that earlier in my journey I wouldn't be able to take just because I was too scared to get close or mm -hmm. too scared to, like, have an interaction. Um, and now it's, like, a lot less about that and more so just being able to communicate and um, communicate through the camera. So that's 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 been really cool for me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Street photography is scary. It Very is. Scary. It is. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it, and I think it goes all down to approach, right? Where it's like, you know, some guys are very big flash shooters, right? And I think flashes, you know, it, it has its uses, but sometimes it can create a, a shock um, or like a. It almost feels confrontational, mm -hmm. um, and I think um, that sometimes can lead to situations, and I've had situations where, you know, I might have used a flash, and then, again, having that conversation, like, you know, and I think it's always about making sure that when you're documenting or photographing people that you're honoring them, and um, there's a certain level of empathy, like, you know, I'm only shooting this photo or taking or making this image because I see something beautiful in you and um, always just communicating that I think is very important so for me um, that alleviates a lot of the fears when you know like what you're out there for and what you're trying to communicate through your work I think that's something that I've been constantly developing and seeing like through lines um, in my work yeah yeah wow I love that sentence. I'm capturing this because I see something beautiful in you. Because I feel like if I was mad, someone was taking a photo of me, but then they said that, I'll be like, oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I think, you know, street photography in its nature, um, I think, has a little bit of exploitativeness, you know, um, and voyeurism. Um, and I think it's it's very pertinent to have a conversation um and again just going back to honoring people um i went to andre wagner's event um at the gordon parks foundation and um he documented bushwick for like 10 years and to see the changes in the community to see um the life and the energy of people documented so beautifully mm -hmm. um i think that's 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 uh, part of the goal for me right now is just to document and create this visual journal of what I'm seeing, the people I'm interacting with, and the conversations um, that kind of arise from that. Um, so, yeah. For sure, yeah. Thanks for sharing that about your work. I'm excited. Um, would you be able to share a little more about the type of gear you use while doing street mm -hmm. or while doing your digital work and how they differ, how they've changed and what you're really enjoying shooting on now. Oh yeah. Um, so for my street setup, it's kind of a mix of a few things. Um, I do a mix of digital and film, um, right now for my everyday setup for digital, I have an X pro three Fujifilm and the X pro two Fujifilm. Um, and then in terms of my film setup, I have the Konica Hex RAF and then the Leica M3. Um, and those are kind of what I alternate with on a daily basis for street, depending on how I'm feeling or, you know, if um, it's raining one day, I might just pop out with the digital. Um, so, yeah, it depends. It's a, it's a mix. Um, and then more so for my portrait work and, like, client work, usually I'm shooting, like, on the Canon R. Or um, maybe if I'm doing portraits, I'm using like the Mimi RZ. So it depends on the, 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 the task at hand, I think. For sure, yeah. yeah. 
Do you have any film stocks that you've been liking recently, or do you oh, are man. you sh- sticking to one, or do you do a lot? I, of I do a types? mix. I just do whatever's cheap. <laughs> 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 whatever is affordable at the time is what I'm using. Um, I shoot primarily color, so um, my favorite film stocks are Color Plus, um, Kodak Gold, Portrait 400, Portrait 800, Cinestill. And occasionally some Fuji, um, if I can find it. Fuji's my favorite. Yeah, no, they got some great films. Um, I just don't like that green cast oh as much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You like the green? <laughs> I do, I oh, do. Oh, no. Change your tint. That's so funny. Do you yeah. ever shoot black and white, or is it only color? Um, I, I, I've shot a few rolls of black and white, but I never get them developed. Um, something about black and white for me, um, I love it, and I have a great respect for that art form because again the, the the core of film photography is black and white um but for me personally i just i can't find a groove with it right now i feel like at a certain point maybe when i have more of a project or something more focused i think i can really dial in with black and white but for everyday street photography i'm always like oh man like if i shoot black and white and there's something in color that i really saw like i can't you know i can mm-hmm. take the color to black and white but i can't take the black and white into color yeah you know sure. so i'd rather you know kind of um just shoot color and have that flexibility um but i do enjoy black and white i do yeah yeah i agree i feel like black and white is just the harder medium to shoot with because yeah you can always edit it but yeah with Mm. black and white you just stuff with black and white can never change it yeah and i think with black and white too it's just um it's a lot more about composition structure like there's some black and white photos that might as well just be in color like they're just that good like Mm -hmm. you can really feel the texture you can feel um you can feel the photo and i think that's really important too i think in my work um the way i want to incorporate color is like you know i love again warm pastel kind of tones and like you know really making you feel something through the color i think is something that i'm always kind of focused on um and like kind of just relaying what i saw um so i think having the color is like the best one-to-one feeling for me for sure yeah okay segueing back to our conversation about shooting in brooklyn shooting in new york in general can you tell us more about some of your favorite memories or parts about shooting in new york and your least favorite yeah no problem i think uh my favorite thing is the community the street community is really cool in terms of just like there's so many people um, of different ages, different ethnicities, and, you know, cultures that are all, like, really, like, absorbed and interested in what's going on in the city. Um, and that's been really cool just to, like, kind of just be around people that are, like, street photography legends, you know? You'll you'll see, like, a Matt Weber from time to time or Ruben Radding or, like... And then you'll have a kid that's 16 coming out of high school leaving you know, um, you know, leaving school and coming out to shoot. So it's like, you know, there's this like range of people and interests and curiosities, even outside of photography that, you know, you discuss um, with people. And I think that's that's really cool, you know, and I, I feel like I've learned a lot from so many of them. Um, and um, it's helped my process and having them as references and, you know, just people to have conversation with. Because I think sometimes as a photographer, you feel like you're talking to walls. You know what I mean? Like, I'm having a conversation with somebody. I might nerd out about a camera. And it's like, ah, you know, there's an appreciation there, of course. But there's not that 
constant practice and you're like, oh, I know what you're trying to do or I, I've been there before, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's been really cool to just have a community of people that really enjoy photography, you know? For sure, yeah. yeah. I feel like there's been so many cool events since I moved here. Like, that's why I feel like when I got into photography so much when I moved here because back in DC or in Seattle there's just not the same type of photography community and events going on and yeah that same love for film as well yeah yeah um I think in terms of stuff that I, I mean I don't there's not a lot of stuff I dislike I think um I think uh, with the street photography community overall, I think it's, uh, you know, it's different strokes for different folks, I think. Maybe, like, the thing that I might dislike is some people's approach to photography, but I think all of those points are valid in their own way, and, you know, they're all a reflection of the artists that, you know, go out and shoot. So um, I think, uh, you know, it's it's uh, tricky in that way, but, you know, I think I kind of go back to this thing that Jules Allen said in um, his interview Um, And he was talking about the fact that, you know, you might not like certain photos that you see or like, you know, because, again, it goes back to photography and like street photography sometimes can feel a little exploitative. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, um, again, you know, you can only combat it with your own work, you know what I mean? And making stuff that you feel. And again, you know, all these positions are valid, you know, so that's another thing I feel about it. Going back to, you mentioned so many amazing photographers in this conversation. Would you be able to highlight a few, Mm -hmm. maybe two to three that you really are vibing with lately or you feel like are your idols that you've looked up to throughout your photography journey? Yeah. Um, I think uh, a few people that come to mind off the top, you know, Gordon Parks, um, his work is uh I mean I think even his story honestly I mean he was one of the first if yeah he was the first black photographer for life magazine and I think seeing his work and just knowing like what it took um from his perspective and the time that he was working to be a photographer I think he paved the way for a lot of us in a in a really um unique and interesting way and again going back to people like Andre Wagner who again are documenting their communities especially Bushwick um you know that's beautiful to see um Kwame Brathwaite um came up with the term black is beautiful and all of his images were around that theme and um looking at his work has always been really inspiring um and just how to create beautiful images of people that are timeless i think all of these artists um have that ability and that um that eye um and uh yeah i think seeing that for me always gets me inspired and wanting to go out and again make beautiful images you know for sure yeah is Andre Wagner's exhibition still up? It is. It is. I think it's up until the end of the month. Oh Don't my gosh, I'll have to come see it. Yeah, it's um up in Pleasantville. Um, so you take the LIR, not LIR, my bad. You take the Amtrak up. Um, but it's like forty minutes. Oh okay. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, Easy. and it's like right next to the train. So it's nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Amazing. Um, my next question is about your projects in the future. Yeah. Um, Bolo just quit his 9 to 5, guys. He uh, told me right before yeah, this yeah. recording. Um, so now that you have a lot more time on yeah. your hands, yeah, tell us what's 
up next for you? Um, well, finding another job, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just on photography projects, um, I'm looking to start a YouTube channel with my friends uh, Macandre and Jalen, some amazing photographers. Um, and yeah, just really highlighting other photographers, kind of like what you're doing um, with this pod, um, bringing people together over photography. Um, I also have a project, a brand that I'm working on, um, Smile You're On Camera, and that um, is basically just like trying to bring people of all skill levels um, around the medium of photography. And like, you know, we last event that we did, um, we did it at Slide Studios and um, we had people using disposable cameras, Polaroids, like just, you know, cameras that you don't have to think, you know, just mm-hmm. shoot, enjoy the vibes. And um, that's that's something that I've been um, trying to curate more of those type of events. Um, so that's something else I'm working on currently. Yeah, that's sick. Wait, tell me more. Yeah. Um, but the idea kind of started. um because um, I, I wanted to do, like, an event, like, just around photography um, and kind of just add to the space in that way. And, um, yeah, it's, it, was, it was really just, like, more of, like, three months, three months before I started, like, creating stuff. I was just like, okay, like, you know, I feel like this could be a really cool idea, bringing people together. Um, and, yeah, I just knew that, you know, this is something that was interesting. And I felt like the community um, that I was around, like, I wanted to bring that um, that feeling that I get when I'm talking to people in the streets, um, other photographers more specifically, like, when we're having these conversations, I kind of wanted to bring it into a more controlled space. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of uh, the kind of, like, uh, the, the spark for that. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that you use like disposables and stuff because I feel like getting into film can be so difficult and like frustrating at times. So that's really cool. Yeah, I think even with film, I think, you know, because I was having this conversation with somebody the other day and they were like, oh, well, if you shoot film, you're really a master. And I'm like, it's not really about mastering it as much as feeling. And I think, you know, it's it's really like and I, I always tell people, even with digital, like digital is more than enough for most people i think if you go for film it's like you're really just like okay i just want the process you know what i mean um and you know i want to mess up you know what i mean like this there's, there's times where i've missed shots that i'm like oh my god <laughs> like you know what i mean but it kind of it kind of it kind of um takes away that instant gratification you know and i think that that allows you to be a little bit more focused. Um, but I think, honestly, even with film two again, it's just like, you know, and I always tell people, like, you know, really with with, with um, film photography, there's so many resources um, with YouTube and, um, you know, just like the amount of forums and stuff. And I think it just, it just takes a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a journey that I think everyone should go on to appreciate photography um, and where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Amazing. So I have one last question for you. And I feel like we've kind of already touched on this, but basically if you had advice for a person that's trying to get into street um, or just like any young black creators, I noticed all the photographers that you talked about earlier were just like amazing black photographers and photography has been and probably will be for a while, like still a very male and white dominated space. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you could give some advice on any young black creators 
Yeah. Um, I think uh, specifically in street photography, uh, advice I would probably give is, um, one, photo books. I think photo books are super important um, to build your reference. Um, because I think a lot of photographers right now are very Instagram focused, um, which is still good. I, I, I definitely check Instagram like every day. So that's not a, that's not a neither here nor there, but I do think, you know, maybe searching up PDFs of like photographers that you might be interested or like going online and Googling like street photographers like Brisson or, um, um, Joe Merowitz, uh, Gary Winogrand, um, uh, yeah, there's like there's so many really amazing photographers. And, you know, I think, you know, I had a conversation with um, my friend Mariano and we were talking about the idea that like even in this like kind of era of street photography, like there's a certain level of mastery that we'll probably never get to in this era. Um, because these guys that were shooting back in the day, I mean, it really was, there was either film or nothing, you know what I mean? And they're shooting on large format, they're shooting on, you know, 35 and they really had to be masters of their craft all the way through from shooting on the camera to printing and making um, books and all these other things. So, um, I think checking out, um, photographers that are outside of the Instagram space, um, and looking at photo books and stuff like that is really important. Also, I think, again, going back to empathy, um, you know, being able to have conversations with people and nurturing that, um, smiling, you know, when you're taking a picture of somebody, if they notice you t- just smile or like say, Hey, you know, tell them what you noticed about them. Cause I think when you show that you're being observant and not voyeuristic, it, it helps to break that tension. Um, and then I think for um, photographers um, of color, um, I think it's really important just, I mean, I, my advice would be like, you know, really focus on documenting your communities because um, I think it's super important um, because a lot of the photography space and the language of photography, it feels like people that document us are not us, you know, and not saying that that's a bad thing. I think that's good, but at the same time, it's important that, you know, people from these communities also have the ability to create a narrative and Mm -hmm. um, document in a way that is more personal. So I think that's also important. And yeah, just chase after what you're enjoying, chase after, you know, things that serve you and feed you, Um, you know, whether you do portrait, street, landscape, like, just look for the things that excite you um, through the camera and stay curious. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, one thing to add about the photo books, love that. And the library, guys. I just got a library card a couple months ago, and there's so many good photo books at the library that are really fucking expensive because they're, like, thick-ass, like, nicely printed photo books. But at the library, amazing resource. And then um, just to add on to what you're saying about being a photographer in your own community, yeah, I totally resonate with that. And... Yeah, I think it's just so important, especially like for that layer of trust and especially for like older elders or people who, yeah, just don't know you as well or don't know what street photography is about and just see a camera. I think, yeah, it's really helpful if you speak their language or just have a layer of knowing just because you're from the same race. Yeah, yeah. It is, and it's, it's a... Uh... 
Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I think, you know, one of the things I've noticed, too, is like, you know, a lot of people are usually okay with you taking their photograph you know what i mean and that's something i think you know when you first start street you're like oh my god this guy just saw me what is he gonna (laughs) do to me and it's like you know once you get to a point where you're confident again in how you approach people because i think it's all about approach and it's more of a social thing than than most people might think um but everyone has their own way of doing it but i think um yeah once you have uh that common ground it's very easy to just create images i think that speak to people and you know speak some truth to whatever you're trying to document yeah i love that cheers to common ground cheers to common ground we're drinking some tea right now but yes thank you balu for being on the pod today of course it was wonderful having you here and talking about your work what's next for you and all about street um tell the people where they can find you find your work yeah for sure um my instagram is at bolu from brooklyn also the new youtube channel instagram is critical focus on instagram it's crit focus so uh yeah just take out the C-A-L and um, you'll find it. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Have a wonderful rest of your day, y'all. All right. So that was episode number five of the Creatives Project. Thank you again, Bolu, for coming on and for all y'all for listening and all the support as always. After this episode, we actually smoked and took some really funny photos, which can be seen on my Instagram story highlights under the stories for this episode of the podcast. It actually kind of inspired a future podcast episode about how smoking can affect your creative mind and processes in creating. So yeah, look out for that episode coming in a month. (laughs) Again, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in two weeks for the next episode of The Creatives Project. Bye y'all!